Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. Good morning. <clears throat> it is the theme of the day has been announced as the internal song, and I would add with that the way it works. And that's what we're going to talk about together this morning, the internal song and how it works. Now, I think of this song as, as kind of a universal song. It's the same song as the one power that Aranda just spoke of and sang so beautifully about. It's the power of love. And it lives in each of our hearts. It lives in each of our minds, in each of our souls. We are that song made real right here and right now. That's the truth of the matter. That's what we're talking about today. Oh, that was a pen. <laughs> As announced, I'm Reverend Moore Horton, senior minister at Woodland Chapel in Salem. Over the years, Reverend Larry has come down to our center and actually... Um, Every, everything is in its perfect right place, right? <laughs> Reverend Larry has come down to our center several times. He's delivered talks and workshops and a class. And the class was the Hermetic Principle, if anybody has ever taken that from him. It's a great class. Yes, I see some hands. That's wonderful. It's just it's such an honor and a privilege to be here this morning to help kind of reciprocate that love that is in Larry's heart and in your hearts to share him with us. And we're just so, so grateful. And I'm especially honored to be able to uh, address you as you are seeking a new minister. I know this is just working out beautifully in perfect divine right order and that there's a perfect match and it's made right here at the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. Indeed. Now, this morning, as you may already have guessed or figured out, I'm talking about a fundamental science of mind principle. A fundamental principle. Now, is there anyone here, I heard there was a guest, <laughs> who is not familiar with the science of mind? Anyone? Never? Oh, okay. So our guest is familiar too. Well, science of mind is basically a philosophy, a spirituality, and a daily practice. It is all about living in the presence of the one. The science of mind is all about one. One life, one spirit, one law, one divine creative power. One, one, one. As Reverend Dr. Ruth described last week, the science of mind is about life and living, and it's a meaningful part of our beingness. Yes. I see this internal song, this universal song, as a manifestation of the presence of the divine within us. It is that powerful presence 
that brings us to awareness and awakeness and aliveness. And that's what it's all about. It's like a beautiful melody that brings into us into harmony with all parts of ourselves, with each other, and with the universe. It is truly a magnificent song, this internal song. Now, I bet everyone here is familiar with Dr. Ernest Holmes. Is that correct? Anybody not familiar? Okay. I'll skip that part. <laughs> Dr. Holmes wrote in his Science of Mind textbook, um, page 33, We may stumble, but always there is the eternal voice forever whispering within our ear that thing which causes the eternal quest, that thing which forever sings and sings. <laughs> there it is. There it is. The way it works. Living in the presence works through our belief, through our faith, through our conviction. It is done to us as we believe. That's a pretty well-known statement, I think, for all of you. Spoken first, I believe, by the great teacher and way shower, Jesus of Nazareth. As we become ever more sensitive to this presence, we discover there's a power that's greater than we are and that we can use that power. We can use it. That's wonderful. Remember this quote from Dr. Holmes. He starts off by saying, we may stumble. Well, I'd like to share a little story with you this morning from my own life. I stumbled into life. <laughs> I really did. I was very weak when I was born. I was so weak that when my mother returned to the same hospital 18 months later to give birth to my sister, the nurse there said, did that little boy ever live? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I'm here. I did. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> well, uh, that uh, <clears throat> early times, I think I spent at least two or three times in the hospital nearly with death, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we survived all that. By the time I was about 40 or so, I became aware that I had a chronic asthmatic condition, asthmatic condition. And that condition led me to seek, uh, I would say, help from physicians. And one of the good doctors prescribed a, a drug called Marax. Now, it did allow me to breathe more easily, more normally, but it gave me the shakes. I tell you, my hands would shake, my body sometimes would shake. And so I asked, doctor, how long will I have to take Marax? And he said to me, the rest of your life. This felt like a shortcut to a death sentence for me. So I, I shouted within myself, no, I won't. I will not be taking this drug for the rest of my life. I will not. Now, having recently discovered the science of mind, I had refused his prognosis. I had exercised my freedom of choice I declared my personal truth. And this remains one of the strongest memories I have of ever rejecting someone's negative thoughts about me. I had started the Science of Mind classes and learned that spiritual mind treatment could help improve health. I found it hard to tell my physician about this, but I did, and he was reasonably respectful. He didn't <laughs> laugh me out of his office or anything. I took this intention into prayer. My desire is to breathe easily. My intention is to 
be healthy. I asserted the spiritual truth that the breath of God breathes in and through and as me, readily and with ease, and I am healthy. Now, I have to admit, it took some time for this truth to unfold, to become part of my heart being, as I opened myself up to the new possibilities of living. Because it can take time. Sometimes we have, the, we have the knowledge, right? We have the knowledge, but it takes a while to really get it into the heart and get it into the, uh, the en- energy and life that we are. Now, I attribute my good health to spiritual mind treatment. I really do. Affirmative prayer helped me co-create my health with spirit. I was hearing someone. Now I live free of asthma. I experience some hay fever during the pollen season, but benign medications largely relieve those symptoms. I have used this same spiritual tool, affirmative prayer, to overcome the other conditions in my life that I've experienced, such as cancer and heart condition. So what might be the lesson? What might be the lesson about the way the internal song works? Now, we may indeed stumble into these negative conditions. And when we do, we can tap into that deep inner song of life and with the help of the divine presence within, overcome these negative conditions. As we do this, our faith becomes stronger and our lives improve. As much as we can conceive and believe, that is what is available to us. That's what comes to us. If you have a strong mental equivalent, a clear vision of the good that you seek and have faith that it works, it is done to us as we believe. Hmm. Interesting to note that co-creating health also improved my emotional life and relationships. Affirmative prayer helps me in so many ways to this very day. Now, our thoughts are a collection not only of our personal experience, but the thoughts of collective unconsciousness of the world itself. Uh, Sometimes you hear people speak of a literary canon, the the books and the art and so forth that kind of make up our cultural awareness. It includes works by Plato and Aristotle and Dante and Chaucer and, good heavens, Charles Dickens and, and James Joyce and Marcel Proust and others. But that's canon or this kind of accepted belief that we all sort of share and even though unconsciously received in many cases is true not only of literature but it's true of the way we live life. It plays out in our world decade after decade, century after century. This canon appears in beliefs such as war is inevitable or the poor are always with us. Among the sayings embedded in our collective unconsciousness are such broad general phrases as, you may recognize this one, keep your head down, right? (laughs) Don't rock the boat. Good men finish last. I hate that one. Oh, good men finish last. (laughs) The early bird gets the worm, so get out there quick. Get started, right? Those are kind of some of the more... um, uh, general ones that we've all heard. On a more personal level, sometimes these, these negative statements uh, 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 come to mind. I can't do that. Oh, I'll never be able to do it. I'll never be able to afford that. No one listens to me. 
I'm just not fast enough to speak up in time. I'm, I'm not really very important. Well, those kinds of thoughts that sometimes come straight out of the unconscious awareness of, of the universe as, as is held in human minds, well, those are things that we can unpack and find uh, thoughts and, and, and listen to them and, and, and listen deeper, listen deeply into that divine song that plays in our hearts, to that divine truth that is the source of all goodness. And this is one of the great gifts of science of mind, to be aware that we can step through these kinds of things into the truth. And it is one of the special treasures of science of mind treatment or affirmative prayer. When we take the step to investigate, to work through these negative appearances in our thought patterns, we are actually stepping into a new realm of life. And we allow the full expression of that internal voice so that it becomes the source and the fountain of our daily living. That's what's alive. I'd like to change gears just a little bit this morning. Tomorrow, our nation celebrates, uh, with a holiday, the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Dr. King's life illustrates a key message in that chapter two of the Science of Mind textbook. It's not enough to sit, meditate, and prayer. Prayer without action is incomplete, right? You've no doubt heard this phrase, treat and move your feet. Have you ever heard that one before? Yeah? No? Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> There's another one, too, that I had in mind. It was pray and prosper. <laughs> For those who may be new, well, you all, is anyone here really unfamiliar with the structure of affirmative prayer, how it works, the five steps and all that? No, I don't see it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, let's, let's talk just a little bit about it. Uh, we always start our prayer life by recognizing the one. We recognize the presence of the divine. And we then realize that that divine life, that life that's perfect, that life that is whole and complete, is perfect, and it's my life now. Having established some reason for wanting to offer prayer, we then affirm the truth. I am healthy I am breathing freely. I am able to speak. The Spirit opens the my, my mind to inspiration and the minds of those who hear me to hear and accept the truth for themselves. That would, might be a treatment for me today. And then I know, oh, I am so grateful. So grateful for this teaching, so grateful for this inspiration, so grateful for life itself. I'm full of gratitude. And then I let go. And I let God, I let spirit work its wonder through the universal law of truth, the universal law of love, which always responds with a big, solid yes. 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 That's kind of the basic structure of our prayer mode that we teach in our classes. And you can learn a lot more about it uh, by taking classes here at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland. Uh, Dr. King often quotes various hymns. I believe those hymns helped him express and carry that inner song, that, that universal song. 
His refrain was so much peace. Let there be peace. Let there be justice for all. Let a justice be based in equality, respect, and love. And this inner message is what fueled his efforts to change the society around him. That's what I believe. He believed in and implemented nonviolence, the ahimsa of Mahatma Gandhi. That was one of his most precious gifts, social change without disruption. He led marches and demonstrated and, 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 and met with all who would listen to his message. Dr. King clearly demonstrated the power of living in that accord with the inner song that sings in the deepest parts of our souls. Now, this song attracted others to him, others who would share in and, and, part, and, and carry on his work. This is the power of inviting others into our intentions, supporting one another in prayer and in action. We have practitioners here at the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. They will support you in your intentions. They'll do it with love. They'll do it with grace. They'll do it with joy. Yeah, yeah. Now, we honor Dr. King for his spirit-based action. In fact, our nation, and indeed the world, at least to some degree, acknowledges his contributions to social change. While we're not all called to be Nobel laureates, the same song of life runs through us that ran through Dr. King. We have the opportunity to express that song beautifully. I'm not saying we all have to go out and lead marches or anything like that, but we have something that we're being called to do. And as we recognize that call, we do it, and then the world begins to share in the melody and the beautiful harmony of this song that lives in our hearts and, and is expressed through all that we do. Now, I would like to bring this point home a little bit right now by asking you to say something. I'm going to say some phrases, and I'm going to ask you to repeat them. Is that all right with you guys? Okay. I ask of each of you to repeat. I sing of peace. I sing of love. I sing of compassion. I sing of justice. I sing of beauty. I sing of respect. I sing of joy. I sing of life. Let's take just a moment and call upon that universal power, that one presence that LaRonda spoke of and sang so beautifully of. Let's call upon it to bring these qualities into our social fabric, into our everyday experience of life here in our communities. This is good. This is right. It is beautiful. And with Dr. King, I have a dream that all will be treated equitably. I'd like to quote a little bit from his I Have a Dream speech. I say to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I sing, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside let freedom ring. And when this happens, when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to 
Speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. We are free at last. Yes, yes. I'm looking at the time. I had a joke to tell. <laughs> Do you want me to tell it? <laughs> well, I don't know it's a really good joke, but it's a pretty good joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a mangy-looking guy walks into a very classy restaurant and, 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 and orders a steak. The server says, I'm sorry, but I don't think you can pay for your meal. The guy admits, you're right. I, I, I don't have any money, but if I show you something you haven't seen before, will you give me uh, my supper? The server, both curious and compassionate, says, only if what you show me isn't risque. Get that off the table. <laughs> Deal, he says, <laughs> and, and reaches into his pocket and pulls out a hamster. He puts the hamster on the ground, and it crawls on over to the piano, and it begins to play Gershwin tunes. <laughs> The server says, you're right. I've never seen anything like that before. That hamster is truly good on the piano. <laughs> the guy sits back and enjoys his steak supper with all the trimmings. Shortly thereafter, he asks the server, can I have a piece of that blueberry pie I see on the dessert cart over there? <laughs> Only if you've got another miracle up your sleeve, says the server. <laughs> the guy reaches into his pocket again, and he puts a frog on the table, and the frog starts to sing up a storm. <laughs> a stranger from a nearby table runs over to the guy and offers him $300 for the frog. The guy says, it's a deal. He takes the 300 and gives the stranger the frog. The stranger runs out of the restaurant and with dollar signs in his eyes and a big smile on his face. The server says to the guy, are you some kind of a nut? You you sold a singing song for $300? It must have been worth millions. No, says the guy. The hamster is also a good ventriloquist. I want, I want to make it clear that we, we don't mimic words here like a ventriloquist. We speak from the heart. We speak from the mind. We speak from the wisdom of the ages. <laughs> each of us has our own internal song, unique yet born of the same spirit. For each of us is a manifestation of that one same spirit. We all share in this one life. I wager that we could all sing a number of songs with confidence. One of my favorites is Karen Drucker's I Am So Blessed. Would you like to sing it now? Let's sing it, okay? Rhonda, you want to bring us in? Okay, we're going to start. I am so blessed. I am so blessed. I am so grateful for all that I have. I am so blessed. I am so blessed. 
Songs like these live in our memories. They come to life as soon as we begin to sing them. Now, I'd like to propose an experiment this morning. <laughs> I'm going to invite all of us to chant one word. It'll be a cappella. Chanting is one way to access our internal song. I propose this single word, and I think you already know it. It's the word om. Have you ever heard that word om before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to sing the word om. We'll start on a pitch. I'll give you a pitch. And then uh, break into heartfelt harmony with that pitch, wherever your voice wants to go. So let's just start this, and I'll, 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 I'll do om three times, and then we'll go into it. It'll be like om, 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 Needless to say, Om is the most sacred symbol and chant characteristic of Hinduism. It represents all life and, and existence, a concept the Hindus often refer to as Brahman, or the all, absolute reality, or truth. As we begin, began to feel the power of the Om, we could hear the reverberation here in the sanctuary in sound, and more importantly, in the sacred center of our own hearts, where the one, the all, the absolute lives. I've read in Corinthians, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? I have read in Ernest Holmes, there is a universal mind, spirit, intelligence that is the origin of everything. It is first cause. It is God. This universal life and energy finds an outlet in and through all. There is one spirit back of all expression, and that is the meaning of the mystical saying, in him we live and move and have our being. When we come together in community, when we come together in a community of love and a community of faith, such as w this particular chapel, this particular center of, of spiritual living, this Portland center of spiritual living, we allow ourselves to let this song emanate from our hearts and become harmonious with the songs of all the other people here, with the songs of the world, with the song of the universe, with the song of the harmonies of the, of the galaxies. We bring ourselves into this lovely place. We project a unified, diversified, lovely, harmonic resonance into our world. We live from within. We act in concert with others. In fact, we could say that we create a concert, a symphony of goodness, of love, peace, respect, and compassion through the power of our united intention. We live from within and effect change in this world. 
and so it is, and so it will ever be. This concludes our lesson for this morning. Travel well, my friends. Namaste. Thank you, thank you. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our online listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.